three, two, and one. What is up, my brethren? Mi gente, que pasa? This is your host, Mario Caballero, here, Point Live. This is Sunday, April 22nd. Uh, yeah, almost going to be midnight, though, so we'll try to make this a quick one. I always say that ends up being at least 90 minutes without fail, at least recently. Anyway, this is the Puro Caballero Show, episode 20. Wanted to do it on 420, but then I got, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, pretty much exactly what you think it was. This was uh, yours truly, Zuri Zapata, in his truest form. Evolved to treat Torino, the asthmatic Eastic, and the so Michelangelo reporting for duty. Anyway, I'll give you that recap pretty quickly. Uh, if you're paying attention to the last few episodes, I've uh, just uh, been telling y'all, gonna go back home for the weekend. For uh, the weekend before my birthday, which was nice. Got to see everybody. Got to see the grandparents and both grandmas. Got to spend some time with them, which is which is, which is awesome. It's always a good thing. But uh, we'll break it down to you chronologically. It's just real quick. Pretty much uh, flew in Friday. I was supposed to fly in Friday morning. Ended up missing my 725 flight because there was hella people at the airport. So I was like, shit. All right. Anyway, I was like going through the check, um, the screening process. That took forever. So went to, ended up getting the later flight. So I had a couple hours and just killed it there at the uh, the airport. Next thing, uh, ended up getting the next flight, which was a little bit before eleven. Fly out, get on oh no, a. Um, get there around noon time. Yeah, a little bit before noon time in Oakland. Flying to Oakland and find out that uh, my two cousins who are supposed to be picked up are not coming out because they got some car troubles. So not going to SF. Kill it for a few hours. So I say, all right. Screw it. I got to meet up with my other cousin. He's coming and he's leaving his car out in Pleasanton, Dublin. So I took the Bart way out there. Mobbed out to the Chick-fil-A, which was cool right there. So that was pretty clutch. I was starving at that point. And killed a couple hours. Rolled up a nice bleezy. Oh, not bleezy. Freaking doobie. Walked back to the bar station. Smoked that shit out in the cuts in the corner. 420 happened, which was nice. And I can't remember. There was some song, Faded, by uh, Burner. And is that a B-roll on that one? I think so. I think that shit was playing. Oh, no. That was Burner. Anyway, it was some Burner and B-roll song was playing. It was dope. It was good timing. Regardless, ended up getting picked up, and then we freaking went, got some, uh, got some drink, chilled for a little bit, and then headed out on Bart, made it out to the show, Rick and Burner show, that shit was 
fucking insane, dude. That shit is, it was crazy. It was, uh, it was pretty dope. Pretty crazy. I was like in a daze for sure. It was just a complete daze of everybody who was in that building. It was insane. People smoking in the concourse sections. People smoking in the bathrooms. People smoking fucking in line to food, to get food. In line to get alcohol. People smoking on stage. People smoking in the crowds. People smoking up in the upper bowl section with the seats. By the entrance. Everywhere. It was crazy. It was so insane. Fucking every level of the building was just tacked out like crazy. Like fucking crazy. I for sure beat the record for cloudiest venue I've been in in one particular um, outing, I would say. She was insane. Or at least like indoor venue. I think the last one was my when I went to the Wake and Bacon tour with Wiz Khalifa. That shit was crazy. I was thick. That was way back though. And this Civic Auditorium is a lot bigger than the other venue that I saw it at. I think it was the El Rey. I want to say so. It was that right around one of those type of venues that size? If anyone's been to those. But yeah, Bill Graham Civic Auditorium. That's like a pretty decent size. Venue there in SF. Man, that like I forgot about certain parts of the show that happened the next day. <laughs> I was recapping it and talking to one of my cousins, and he was like, "I was like, yeah, I don't think Two Chain showed up." And then I was like, "Wait a minute!" I look at my snap and have a snap of me like super close, like watching Two Chains right there. I was like, "Oh shit, what the fuck?" <laughs> so like my memory was fucking. Cloudy, to say the least. Hold on a second. I gotta fix my phone real quick. Alright, that works. Cool. Yeah, I got work tomorrow, so I'm gonna try to make this a shorter one. Anyway, yeah, so that was crazy. And then just went back to Stockton and crashed in my cousin's spot, which I'll bring up a little later. So that happened then Saturday just uh chill kicked it mostly there like uh well went home did some help my dad with some yard work actually which was like whatever that's just a bit annoying the shit out of me <laughs> whenever I'd come home my dad asked me to do yard work I'm like god damn it's like, this is where I decided to go on my time off, my vacation. This is how you reward me? It's like, Jesus. <laughs> but this time I was like, yeah, whatever. So, uh, just bit the bullet and I was like, you know what? I'll use a little workout. It's not too bad. So I went out there, helped him out. And then got a lot of my family together. We went and got some pizza, drank a little beer over to David's Pizza, which was cool, out in Lincoln Center. Got some good pizza. I like that. It was, uh, it was a good time. It's about like 20 of us out there. Good amount of my aunts and uncles, cousins. And uh, my grandparents. My great aunt was there. 
she's like in her 90s, man. It's crazy. She's way up there. I don't even know technically how old she is because she didn't have a birth certificate. So it's one of those scenarios. Yeah. So anyway, that was cool. And then kicked it with some of my cousins, which was nice. And then I was actually back at their crib again. <laughs> so two separate occasions. But yeah, did that. Then I got dropped off. Shout out to my prima, Adri. She gave me a ride. That was cool. So I was chilling. Then, yeah. What was that, Sunday? Today? Yeah. Cool. I actually went to, went to mess with my family, which is cool. Got to see a couple people that I uh, hadn't seen in a while. Shout out to Sister Angela. Shout out to... Um, Eleanor Moffey, good friend from uh, from way back, from high school days. It's like 10, 12 years now, something like that. She's always been good people, 100% of the time. So that's always good. You got to try to recognize that when you can and give props. So shout out to Eleanor. She's leading the youth group there. She's been... Uh, Working hard with her efforts there with the church, so gotta gotta give my hats off and do the props to her. Very good hearted person. Comes from a really dope family too. All her brothers are good people. So yeah, I did that and then uh gotta go hang out with my grandma again, my uh uh uncle and I guess aunt now. Just like just recently married. Like a couple summers ago, um, they got a new baby boy, so I have a new or recently uh, born little cousin, which is nice. So, gotta go play with him. He's got more hair than I do, <laughs> it's really funny. Little Alexander, little AJ, Alexander Javier. So, that was cool. Gotta see him. He's uh, almost walking now. I'll say like more than half a year old. I'm really, really not good with uh, telling the ages because he's a little chunky monkey. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, miss a little guy. He's cool. So it's good seeing him. And gotta go have some uh, some lunch and hang out with my grandma too. My little brother, he went to his uh, prom or formal. I can't, still can't even remember which one it was. Uh, yesterday for high school, so I had to help him out with his tux a little bit. Look, look a little dapper. You know, some pointers and all that. Not too crazy. And then too too crazy, but yeah, we're just talking it over. He's like showing a bunch of pictures and stuff. He's gonna just date him and his boys. <laughs> it's funny. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, a couple things, a couple more things. We'll go through it. 
still pretty pretty um damn I'm lit I'm loaded it's pretty short so far we're only 12 minutes in I'm gonna keep it keep it moving next subject though definitely gotta say rest in peace to Avicii uh DJ producer even as somebody who didn't necessarily prefer his music didn't mind his music I would say sometimes it's uh wasn't my cup of tea. Other times it was alright. It was uh, sad to see that he died at age 28. That's always very, very young. Um, I know he had alcohol issues and problems in the past. So he, uh, I think he he passed as a um, relation to that, which is definitely a sad thing to hear. Never wish that upon anybody. You yeah, know, all the people in the EM community definitely are mourning his loss. I know I have some friends that are probably feeling some type of way about that. And some other friends that, you know, were just like, fuck that dude's music, but damn, that sucks that he did pass away. Sure. That's always for sure. Never want to see anybody lose their life. That's always one thing. Especially something that you, you would consider to be preventable. I think he had his like gallbladder removed. And he had uh, part of his like small intestines or something like that. As a result of his uh, alcoholism. So that's that's rough. Or his pancreas. Something like that. It's pancreas. Yeah. Not good man. Not good. So... Wish his family all the best. You know how that is. But we'll transition and move on to some a uh, little bit more euphoric news. When I was uh, there at the pizza place, uh, we were watching uh, some sports that were on TV, and they had the A's game on, and we got to see the one and only throwing Simone, Sean Monea. With a no-no. Just pretty nice. We weren't even paying attention. <laughs> and we're looking up every so often. But hey. It's okay. <laughs> I was getting the updates on my phone every inning after uh, the 7th. When he was uh, going out there. And I was, uh, I was trying to watch as many at-bats as I could. And uh, we were getting lost in conversation. All catching up, yada yada, this, this, and that. Eating some pizza, joining a little little 805. Uh, uh, little picture 805 we passed around amongst like six people. It's <laughs> just like guilty. So I look up and there's two outs. And I just yell at my dad. I was like, Dad, look at the TV. He's like, what are you talking about? Dad, look at the TV. And it's loud and there's like seven conversations going on. Amongst our table, <laughs> and so, uh, as we usually do, and so I look up, so I tell him just to tell him again, and finally he looks up, and he sees there's two outs, and he goes, "Oh, is he still have the no no?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, he's one away. Don't say it. I thought you said not to say it." I told him after seven, he had one. I always joke, it's like as if we have any impact. <laughs> Ooh. Carlos Gomez just freaking smashed the bat in on Sports Center. That's crazy. 
I think you had the the, the walk off right here. Yep, the ninth. Badoosh. Damn, golfed it. Just chucked the bat damn near halfway to the home plate. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Boosh. Fuck it. Mm hmm. That's me. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, I did the. Try to do the Ray Lewis dance. <laughs> this was hyped. This was so hyped. Woo! <laughs> oh, damn. Love it. <laughs> had to go at all the emotions. That was amazing. Yeah, Shaman I threw that no-no. That was uh, that was awesome. Very awesome to see. I think the A's had... Uh... Nah, did they? The longest streak between no-hitters. In the franchise, I think so. I want to say yes. It had been a while. I think the last guy to throw it actually was a dude that was part of the broadcast, Dallas Braden, which was uh, an incredible moment when he did it. He was, uh, boy, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty incredible. It was him and on uh, Mother's Day with his uh, grandma who was uh, battling breast cancer. And I think he'd already lost his mother to cancer or something else. Of some other kind. I'm not sure if it was breast cancer or not. Still. Amazing. Amazing feat of accomplishment. And we'll give Shaman his due. He can, can never take that away from him. And he did it against the Red Sox. That was the best hitting team. In the AL. Coming in. To that game. So there were no slouch. There were a couple errors. I want to say. There was some controversy I believe. On one of them. I think there was like a. Infielder dropping like a pop fly or something like that. It was. I don't know. I'll, I saw some of the highlights, but uh, a little bit busy in a way on the TV for a while or from internet. So, tis what it is. Wasn't really going out there, but it was amazing to go see that full turn up. So, shout out to him. And what I did get to see, I got to see some playoff basketball today. A little bit of it as I was moving around. Back in and, uh, you know, conversating, talking with some family members. But how about old man Manu on his damn near last legs, getting banged up, staying in the game, killing it in the fourth quarter. I think he had 16 points in the fourth, which is the most he'd ever scored in, in in the fourth in the playoff game, which is... Damn near incredible considering the guys are freaking 40. Second oldest player in the league behind Vince Carter. <laughs> 41 coming back for year 42. That's incredible. But man. Manu Ginobili though. That game was crazy. Game 4. Trying to avoid a sweep. From the Warriors. It's like. You know. A lot of games those teams sleepwalk through. 
not much to play for. And yet, damn near half of Argentina was in that freaking building, just freaking cheering Manu on. I mean, for sure, that could have been his last NBA game. So there was a lot of people there for real prideful. And there was Manu chants all throughout the building, which was just pretty dope. One of the craftiest players I've ever seen. Dude was crazy. You give him like an inch and he would just take that up and drive right past you, through you. He'd drive and dunk over you left-handed or he would uh, give you an up and under move. Spin around and like throw, throw it out to the perimeter. He was incredible, man. Great playmaker. Still is, man. Put up 16 in the freaking fourth quarter. So they ended up getting the W. So they'll play a five. Steph, I guess it's a little bit more time to come back, be healthy for round two. I know Steve Kerr still putting the kibosh on him trying at a to play anytime soon we'll see how that affects him because you think a guy might need to be in pretty good form heading into some of the more pivotal uh, games of the season when you get into like the Western Conference Finals like the margin for error gets razor thin or even the second round a lot of times more so than you would anticipate even for defending champs Or championship contenders, I would say. Sometimes they got to go through a seven-game series in the second. Because a team with a good matchup is just uh, giving them everything and then some. You know, maybe that uh, opponent is giving them 110, 120% of what they normally, you know, regular season output would be. And the other team is maybe giving you 95. And then that margin for error suddenly shrinks a lot. And it happens. It does happen from game to game. So, very interesting to see how the rest of the playoffs will shake out. On uh, the west side, pretty sure Golden State will just wrap things up in five as you'd expect them to. But it was, I think it was a very good moment there for Manu, the Spurs. Spurs fans that was kind of cool I don't even like the Spurs but I was like yeah that's pretty cool I respect the shit out of Manu one of the pioneering Latino NBA ball players even though most people would consider him uh, more European and all that I say fuck it we'll, we'll take him got that gold medal <laughs> oh, me getting tired here you know it's getting late Oh shit! What was I saying? Oh yeah, Manu. He's got a gold medal. People forget about that shit. He's got a world championship that he's won. He's won NBA championships. He's been an All Star, All NBA player. Man's got some uh, uh, hardware there. Six Man of the Year. I'm trying to think what else. Yeah. A pretty goddamn uh, good resume. I think he's got five championships, four championships, four. 
Um, yeah, because he wasn't a part of the one in 99, but he was a part of the one 2003, in 05, in 07, and then again in 20, what, 13? Was that what it was? A few years ago. Damn, incredible. Incredible, credible career. So that might have been the last really great moment we see from him. So we'll see. We'll see if he comes back. Anyway, moving on. How about that late game? I'm glad. I'm, or excuse me, not glad. I'm upset. I didn't get a chance to really watch this one because I was uh, on a plane for most of it. Watched little bit glances here and there, walking through the airport in Sacramento. But the Cavs and the Pacers apparently had a pretty good battle. I was watching some of the highlights earlier on SportsCenter. And uh, my goodness, them LeBron Lance antics. Whew, that's freaking amazing. I love it. I freaking love it. And you got, anytime you got the superstar that tries to prove himself as being a flappable, you're always going to have some dude who's going to freaking pick a fight with him. <laughs> and that's what Lance pretty much does on like... Uh, mental edge or uh type of way and like in the physicality type of way he just is like a pest pretty much and shout out to lance though you gotta freaking kind of do that to even have a give yourself a chance i mean stupid is a stupid does if you can uh uh definition of insanity is doing the same thing while expecting different results so i mean if Everyone else doing the same shit ain't working. It's like fuck it, might as well try to switch this shit up. I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, guys on the Knicks used to do that with MJ and stuff like that. People used to go at him. I mean, the damn Spurs we used to go after Kobe. There's a lot of different te- uh, different scenarios like that. Happens from time to time, so KG used to go after everybody. Everybody. Be talking shit about your mom. Like he didn't give a fuck. And he went all he like pressed all buttons. He didn't leave no stone unturned. Try to like uh neg you. Mess with you. And just keep pushing the buttons, pushing the buttons until something happens. LeBron finally semi-reacted and kind of trying to push Lance away. Lance freaking just falls over and <laughs> sells the shit out of it and got LeBron a technical. Freaking crazy. Freaking crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> he like barely moved and he kind of got himself that uh that technical foul. As he was walking to the bench, too, it was like not even in gameplay either. It's like walking to the bench off a timeout, and Lance just like kind of walks with them. He's like, Man, he's walking to with me. LeBron, the post game, was like, He's walking with me to the bench. Like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, Lance is doing that shit intentionally. He's like blowing on his face and like all this other little antics that he does. I freaking love it, man. LeBron just like 
Oh man, you could tell it just it eats him up inside. <laughs> like this fucking dude. God damn it. Slow one matchup like that. But freaking LeBron had like a crazy ass lineup. Line um uh, he had led the team in points, rebound, and assists. I think he had like thirty two, twelve, and like seven assists. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Slight work. It's like nothing. They were showing on Sports Center that he was like the he's, He's done that 61 times in the playoffs and led his team in all three categories. Like, are you shitting me? It's like, are you fucking fucking with me? That's how crazy good he is. Yeah. That's that's crazy. That's so crazy. 61 different times. 61. Team on his back, though. Like, literally. Man, one of the best for sure. One of the best. Yeah. Anyway. Get close to wrapping this thing up. But uh, I guess one little thing I wanted to bring up was pretty cool there when we were at uh, what we affectionately know as, know as the ranch. It's the property that my grandparents uh, have owned for decades pretty much. And has like multiple units out in the countryside. It was, uh, you know, good amount of acreage. And so bad. <laughs> like farmland there. Um, my grandpa unfortunately passed away a few years ago. Before he passed away, he had always mentioned about um, always wanting that land to be staying in the family. So. Now we're in a peculiar scenario where uh, my uh, um, my grandma is also getting like pretty up there in the age, and she can't really like maintain the house anymore. Especially with my great aunt, who's like in up upper nineties as well, not upper nineties, but in the night, she's in her nineties, like early to mid nineties. She's like ninety two to ninety four. It's like best guess estimate. We're gonna do some uh, some carbon dating exact science when <laughs> we get the chance to. This is uh, out of curiosity. But anyway, they uh, they're getting up there, so they need more help than uh, than ever. And my aunts, to their credit, have like been able to answer the call-ups to this point but it's getting it's getting difficult for them extremely difficult so she might uh, not be able to stay there anymore so my cousins were always talking about uh or recently they were they were mentioning up being able to maybe take over the main house that's on the property which uh would be a good good move and then there's also some rental units on the side that they've had for some other micro workers and other people in the past who have uh, needed a place to stay for for however long. It's always been different tenants, and uh, yeah, it was interesting. It was uh, now like my cousins have lived in the. A few of the different units that are all back there, like a couple of like trailers, pretty much, and one that's kind of like uh, 
uh, unit that's like next to like uh, connected to like a like a barn shed type area. So they've uh, they've stated some of those in the past, and right now, recently, both of their parents they also lived on the same, pretty much the same property. There was another house that was the original house that was there. It's like uh, it's like basically like a two bedroom. Uh, with the living room and a kitchen. That was that small property that uh, my uh, aunt, uncle, and they had uh, five boys all lived there. So at one point, <laughs> it was pretty rowdy. But there's, uh, they just moved out and they moved out to Riverbank area, which is not too far from another aunt who moved out there. So they uh that property is free so that's where my uh, my cousins are staying at right now got three cousins they're all living there and uh, so what they're thinking cuz they got some plants growing in the, some of the sheds but uh you know freaking sucked is uh some freaking rats got into it and freaking ate ate the freaking the fucking bud that was there and growing so Lost some goddamn plants after a couple weeks. So that freaking sucks. But anyway, they, uh, they're they thinking of making some of those into grow, grow houses um, for their personal use. And possibly for the use of our, uh, our edible company that we wanted to get up and going. So that would be... You know, something that they could kind of flip and use that way. And then they would uh, want to take down the house where pretty much they, their family lived. Like the original house. And then my cousin, he wants to kind of put up uh, um, like another one that would be used for as like uh, you can use it as a rental property if you'd like or, you know, for whatever. But. You know, make it uh, something that's pretty affordable. We can put up in a few years. Nothing too big, too too big. Um, maybe a few extra rooms. A little bit bigger space. So that might possibly happen, and that'd be very cool to be able to see that the the house and property still stays around, because there's a lot of memories and stuff that happened. A lot of good times some of my favorite times like growing up in my life happened there a lot of memories a lot of lessons learned a lot of good stuff that happened really it's like honest to god it's like one of my probably would be one of my favorite places on earth the one downfall is I have like really bad allergies in certain places and that is one of them where it's just like that wild grass and pollen is just like off the chain out there. It's out in the cuts. It's out near like Escalon, Linden areas. It's way out there. But yeah, that's uh, that's what they've been talking about. We'll see, we'll see what happens. One of the big hurdles is uh, one of my uncles, my deal. Dale Jr., he he still has two horses that are there on the property. And uh, 
everyone is always asked to my dad even brought it up was like uh like today so like when the heck is he gonna sell those horses <laughs> can't really take care of them anymore because he's living with his i guess i don't think they're married yet but uh his girl uh his baby mama and i think they just got a new property so i know he was maybe wanting to get some dibs on that on the property so i think uh that might be some hold up there because i know i think there was it was maybe the subject was maybe broached at one point when we all got together because <laughs> uh both him and my cousin fidel were there and uh, I don't know if it was ever discussed, but it was. You could tell he was kind of like, huh, what, like, huh, huh. <laughs> so he might have some objection to like all that that scenario. So we'll see when the time comes. But uh, yeah, out of anything, if we turn that shit into a grow house, that would be the most profitable thing, better than even renting it out to other uh, tenants. But I don't think my grandpa did initially did that for the money. You know, he was just a very uh, kind-hearted person. Helped people out a lot. So it wasn't necessarily for that reason, but it uh, sure as hell won't hurt nowadays. So we'll see if uh, see if that ends up happening. It'll turn something that was kind of old into something that would be a little different than it is now. Definitely, still be having barbecues and cookouts. That would be the the, the best thing. This is first thing exactly he was saying. He's like, man, we're gonna have some good ass cookouts out there, and I can't wait. That'd be so cool. So we haven't had some in a while. It's a uh, it's a lot of work and it's uh. It's the work that our dads kind of put put out there, and our moms too. Be cooking in the kitchen, preparing everything, so or cleaning or all that. It's a, it's a team effort, group effort for sure. But yeah, some of my favorite times just all those get-togethers at the at the ranch, pretty much. That's what we call it. Going to the ranch, the rancho. So we'll see. We'll see what uh, what progresses there. I just uh, thought it was pretty interesting. It's like one of the uh, the places that would. I mean, there was like my grandma had a chicken coop there, horses, different horses in the past. We've uh, we've had so many dogs that lived on that property. There's no pales on there. There's um, a bunch of uh, agave plants. There's some uh what else there's some other stuff I'm trying to think what else is growing on that property mm. some, some oh man i can't remember anyway bunch of flowers cool little flower bed my grandma put in there there's been a million different other plants and other different type of stuff that is uh grown and lived on the property But uh, it was uh, definitely 
places near and dear to my heart for sure so it's kind of cool to see that maybe my uh, cousins will have a chance at it because I think they would uh, they could be able to do a good job we'll see we'll see what happens they could also kind of fuck it up too but I always try to look at the the bright side So I'm not uh, not down them very much rooting for them. Anyway, it is uh it's time to wrap this shit up. It's about eleven forty five and I need to go to work tomorrow. So Yep, that is it. That is episode twenty of the Puro Caballero show. Once again, please follow along. I am uh followable on the socials at Puro Caballero P U R O C A B A L L E R O and you can subscribe and listen on SoundCloud, on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. All those on the apps. Just search the Puro Caballero Show. 20 episodes deep, folks. We're going to keep it moving and grooving into my birthday season so we'll continue that and we'll probably check in with you maybe later this week otherwise after the weekend i'll give you a recap of the smokers club festival on the queen mary which i'm going to next week so all right y'all catch you later peace